0: Welcome to Room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Reading the Bible can be difficult. Not
1: to mention understanding
0: Mm -hmm. it. Having a disability such as blindness or another can be difficult too. Sometimes
1: it feels like God's not even there.
0: But in Room 4216... God
1: shows us His path and we find
0: we are are not alone. Hello, hello.
1: Hi.
0: Glad you're here with us.
1: I'm glad you're here with us, too. I'm glad you're here. Here. I'm
0: glad you're here. Who's here? Who are you?
1: Who, he, Hmm. ha? I'm Pastor Dave. I'm Cecilia. And we're in room 4216, the place where God certainly gathers with us to unfold his word. Today, we are looking at the last section of James, hard
0: to believe.
1: Yeah. So why don't you start with uh, the reading of these last verses, verse thirteen to the end, which is verse twenty.
0: All right. This is uh, in chapter five. Is any one of you troubled? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs and songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly so that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back. Remember this, whoever turns a sinner from error of his way will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins.
1: And there you have it, the book of James. Pray, sing songs. There we go, that's it. Uh, I guess we can start the next book now. No,
0: no, I, I don't think so. But, no, that, yeah,
1: you read it, we're done.
0: I read it, but there's a lot of questions in here.
1: Um, questions I don't really want to deal with and try to answer,
0: maybe? Uh, a pastor not wanting to talk about scripture.
1: Well, do you remember when we started this, you said you didn't like this book very much?
0: I... Uh, Well, yes.
1: Well, these last few verses I don't like either. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, heck! All right, we'll dig into
0: it. Thank you.
1: All right, if we take a real close look at these verses... I think one thing we can say is it's all about a prayer done in faith. That is true. A prayer that is trusting that God hears and answers. It's a prayer, when we say a prayer of faith, it doesn't mean I have faith and therefore I'm praying and God must listen to me, but instead... I trust that God is hearing and will respond and do well. And therefore, I'm bringing this to my best friend. And his name is Jesus. In with, no, I got to turn that around. Within that, (laughs) we've got a couple different types of prayer. We have some praying for the sick. We have uh, um, praying for those who have sinned. We have an example of prayer and finally, praying for those that they might be saved. These are just some simple things as a overarching outline that we might want to think of. Oh, oh, and there's one more thing too. When it, with the praying for the sick in verses 14, 15, 16. First, it says, uh, "If any of you are sick, pray." Um, so it's an individual prayer. And then it talks about calling the elder in, in in the next verse. And that would be today, more than likely, call the pastor. And then it again goes back to, um, if any of you have sinned, uh, confess your sins to one another. And, so, and, and, and pray for one another. So you've got the individual prayer, you've got the prayer of a pastor, and then you've got the prayer of the entire group, the, the body of Christ. So we have that type of different types of prayer. Now are we done? No. Okay.
0: I have questions. Oh. (sighs) Okay. Well, okay. For one thing, I like this part about, is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. I love that.
1: I will sing unto the Lord, for, for he, he has is triumphed, triumphed gloriously, the, the horse, horse and ride rider thrown into the sea. Matter of fact, some days when I'm really depressed and having a tough time, that's what I will do, is I will sing, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Or another one I like to sing is, um, It's a happy day, a happy and day. I thank God for the weather. It's a happy day, and I'm singing it for my Lord. Hey, you know, maybe we should... Um, do some of these simple folk songs, scripture songs, and and, and put them in a podcast, uh, whether it be individually or collectively, so people can have these songs and practice singing them. Because you're right, Cecilia, this is a good thing to sing when you're happy or sing when you're sad.
0: I I found that it helps me a lot. I remember a time when I was going through a very, very hard time in my life, And I knew that I'd have to start facing it again. I'd just been on a short trip. And and so as the plane was coming in, I started thinking of every hymn I could think of. I couldn't stand up on the plane right there and start singing, but (laughs) I started thinking every hymn I could think of. And it didn't make the pain go away, but it sure helped.
1: Mm-hmm. And music has a, a, a wonderful healing component to the heart. That's why uh, David uh, played the harp and did his music. Actually, when he was a young soldier, he was called to King Saul's side to play the harp to calm him. And so music is a wonderful gift of God that we do need to utilize. But here's the tricky thing. Two things. One is... Not just any old music, mm-hmm. and I'm not speaking against rock and roll because there are many rock and roll songs I like to sing, and they can lift my spirits too. There's sometimes when I'm vacuuming, I'll I'll sing some rock and roll songs. Believe it or
0: not, oh, I I know what you'll sing. I know, I know. Uh-huh. You'll sing Rod Stewart, right?
1: Ew. I don't know if there's a single song of his that I I, I really like.
0: I I had to tease you
1: about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So, but but music does a good thing. It can lift the spirits. So one thing is is the type of music um can dictate it, it, Sometimes the hard steel is not what you want, but you want something more calm and peaceful. Sometimes you need something more upbeat, though, because you're in just a funk and the fog is over the brain.
0: I must point out, too, for those that can, that playing an instrument, I'm sure that that our friends uh, Laurel and uh, Duncan and others who who play instruments will agree that Mm -hmm. there are times when I can go to the piano or something and... I can just beat out my anger on that instrument or if it's a violin I can just do the hardest scales you can ever think of and they may not sound great but they sure do get that emotion out
1: it what it does is actually lets you become part of the music Mm. and you flow with that and so it sets up a different atmosphere a different world almost And when you're in that world and come back then into this world, you can see this world afresh. And you can say, nope, that emotion wasn't the right way to handle it. I'll do it differently. That's a wonderful gift of music. The last thing, though, I do want to mention about music is especially, it's helpful if they can be scripture songs. Sharing God's word to your own heart. That's why I started singing that. I will sing unto the Lord, or rejoice in the Lord always. Oh, there's... Tons of scripture songs that are real easy and simple to sing and remember. I know a lot of people don't read Braille and have a difficult time. There's some people who actually listen to the podcast who are dyslexic mm-hmm. and they can't read well. And so the oral, the music is a wonderful component to help change our spirit. And in that sense, it does bring healing and restoration to the soul.
0: If you know of simple music that you think would be of help to others, send it to us.
1: Please. We'll be happy to share it, use it, or post it on the website. We, we, we can talk about that, by all means. Yeah.
0: to uh, verse 14 for a moment. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Uh, Pastor Dave, mm-hmm. I had a beautiful experience at a retreat last year where there was someone who was sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, those of us that wanted to were asked to come and stand in a circle around him with as many of us as could, having our hands on him. And we prayed that he would be healed, and he was anointed with oil. Um, And it it was a very beautiful experience. Now, this man got the ultimate healing in the end. He went home to heaven. But I noticed that people don't do that much anymore. They don't use anointing and such for healing. Why? Why?
1: Well, there's a couple of things that go on um, here. A little bit of history first. Um, in the first century, in the early church, oil... Now, I've got to even go back to the Old Testament. Oil was used uh, as a, a healing component that, uh, uh, as you would say, uh, uh, the heads were anointed with oil. It, there's a cooling, soothing aspect to it. There may even be a little bit of a medicinal purpose, medicine-type medicine thing that God I'm not sure of. In,
0: in, in, some, in one story, it said that he poured oil on his wounds. That's
1: right. That's right. That's, uh, and, uh, Jesus was talking about the Samaritan, uh, who was the good man who uh, poured oil on the wounds. It helps seal the wounds shut um, so that they can heal. So, yeah, it does have that. In, in Psalm 23, he anoints my head with oil. Uh, uh, shepherds would do that for lambs because, again, if they have cuts and scratches, the oil would help with the healing process. Hmm. Secondly, anointing is a, a particular thing, meaning set aside to give uh, a specific purpose. Literally, the name, sorry, not the name, the title, Christ, means the anointed one. Just Ah. as a president of the United States is elected, he is the elected president until in January when he does what?
0: He uh, um, he resigns or whatever because a new...
1: What does a new one do? A
0: new one uh, takes the oath of office. Takes the oath of
1: office. And that's what identifies him now as the commander-in-chief, the president, that oath of office. Well, in in Jesus' day, anointing is what made the separation and identification of prophets or of a king. And so this was a commonly understood thing that uh, anointing was to set aside for a very specific thing. And so when when we, uh, in this verse, it talks about um, uh, anointing and prayer, it means setting aside for God to bless them. There are in the early church fathers notes of how when this was done, miracles did happen. And uh, people literally were made well again. Mm. And there was a time that this happened quite regularly. Many believe today that the times of miracles have ceased. I have noticed, though, as uh, many missionaries come across, back home from uh, many areas where there is things that are are very superstitious in voodoo Uh, I'm thinking of the Philippines I had a friend who did he saw miracles happen because the people were believing in such great miraculous magic things so God does it to demonstrate his powers greater so it might not be that the miracle times are over here in the United States they might be Because we're very suspicious of those types of things. And prove it to me. We're so scientific. Mm -hmm. Sure. And God's not going to play that game um, just to do that. Um, Because his ultimate game is to save us from our sins. Which you're going to get to in a second. So, uh, many times the, this anointing has slipped away because of these reasons. Now, I've got to tell you right away, though, the Roman Catholic Church sees the uh, anointing of oil and the prayer, uh, it's called extreme unction, as one of their seven sacraments. A sacrament means that it has something specifically seen, and it has a blessing of God. And so, yes, there's oil. And they look at this verse to say there's a blessing of God, and this should be done for the person who's about to die, so that um, as I read in one commentary, the relics of sin might be done away with so that the soul may better fight
0: the uh, the the powers of the air but but <laughs> that's That says they're dying. Right. This didn't imply that the person should be dying. It implied...
1: Well, the Roman Catholic Church is saying we see this as valuable. And I don't want to minimize what they're saying here. Mm -hmm. But they've moved it to become a sacrament so that one might view that God is at work when uh, the oil is anointed and prayer is done. You'll have to make your own judgment to whether that really is a sacrament. Now, admittedly, since I brought up that word, sacrament is a, a Latin word, sacramento, it means a mystery. Something we can't quite understand, but believe it's true. Now, the Lutheran Church only holds to two sacraments. Mm-hmm. And they they narrowed down the meaning a little bit more than the Roman Catholic Church that not only does there need to be something visible, not only a promise of God, but that the promise is for forgiveness of sins, and that it was instituted by Jesus. And so this does not for the Lutherans fall under those that three tight definition. It only has one of the three. It doesn't give the offering of forgiveness. And or if it did, it doesn't uh, we again don't see that Jesus commanded it. This came later on uh, through uh, James, an
0: apostle.
1: Regard but, oh but gonna... it's
0: not forbidden then.
1: No, it is not forbidden. Not at all. And that's right where I was going to go. And so if Christians desire this, not that they trust the oil in the same way as don't trust the water in baptism. Don't trust the bread and wine in communion. You trust the word and what God is doing and that He is doing something. He's chain he is He's coming with His His body and Blood in with and under the bread. Or His power washes away our sins in the waters of baptism. That God's Word is doing something. Yes, you may believe and know that God is active.
0: I'd like to say something to uh, kind of bring this whole, let's call the elders and and uh, have them anoint those who are sick, kind of to a modern day thing. Mm-hmm. It's like telling a pastor that you trust, hey, I'm going to be in the hospital. Or, oh, I had last minute emergency, I am in the hospital. And that pastor then comes to visit and uh, speaks a devotion, talks with you, asks if If you need anything, praise with you. Some would say, well, don't bother the pastor with that. Uh Don't...
1: You have your own faith, so trust in God.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't need Mm -hmm. someone else. What would you answer to that? I know what I would answer, but what would you answer to that?
1: The pastor is there to give words of encouragement, to listen, especially as the word of God is shared. Sometimes that will prick a person's heart that they'll go, you know, pastor it brings up a whole different issue. And so the pastor is there as God's spokesman to help people. And I'm going to spin it on its head. You gave a perfect example of how it's a good thing call the pastor when you're going to the hospital. But now if you said, oh, I'm going to the hospital. Oh, I got to put in my pocket, cross in my pocket for good luck that God will be with me. No. <laughs> God's not there for good luck. The cross is not there for good luck. The, the anointing of oil is not there for good luck. That's where faith has to be there. Trusting in God, not people, not a cross, not oil, not water, not bread and wine.
0: I still have more questions.
1: Okay.
0: You sound rather sick. Do you know that?
1: Uh, do I? Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe I am sick.
0: These these questions are all about sickness.
1: Oh. Oh. Oh, no. I'm fine. I'm really fine. Oh. I'm healthy and fine. Yes, oh. I am. Yes, indeed.
0: Oh, good. Good. Uh, let's look at verse 15, then. Go. Nope. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well gulp. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, yep.
0: I don't like this very much.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. I... another story. I was uh, at a church once, and... This person meant well, but he came to me and he said, I'd like you to go to a healing service with me tonight. You see, I know that if you have enough faith, you can get your sight. Well, I was excited about the idea.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was only in ninth or tenth grade at the time. Mm-hmm. And I I talked to my parents about it. and My parents were very troubled, and they spoke with the pastor. And the my parents and the pastor had to tell me that, no, this was not necessarily true, that it had nothing to do with my faith, that I might think that I was healed for a while, it might be good to, to believe that, but that there was a good chance that no matter how much faith I had, I wouldn't be healed in the end.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And,
0: but these verses seem to talk about just the opposite of that.
1: They certainly do, don't they? And and this is what has led many to a struggle. And to be honest with you, the ultimate reason I didn't want to deal with these verses. Yeah, I too had a similar situation uh, where they wanted to heal me, and it didn't happen. And what that does then is questions: Do I not have faith? Does God not like me? And mm-hmm. and it really, the, the, it it's a misunderstanding of of these verses. In part, in part. First, just because we have faith doesn't mean God's going to do what we demand Him to do. We want to think like that our faith makes us all-powerful. We're not all-powerful. It's God who's all-powerful. And if He wants to do something, He'll do it whether we have faith or not. After all, He created in our hearts that faith that brings about that trust in Jesus when we didn't have it and didn't want it. Mm -hmm. We were sinners. So he can do as he wishes. The question is, is it what God wants and is it for his good? We learn in John chapter 9, neither that man sinned nor his parents that he was born blind, but that the work of God might be displayed.
0: Albeit he was healed in the end.
1: He was given his sight, there's a difference between healing and, and, and given a gift. And I think that's another one of these minor distinctions that we might be wiggling around that, that really can make us struggle. First off, whenever you read the word heal in the in the New Testament, in the New International Version, it can also be translated saved. And so with verse 15, would you read that again, please? And instead of the word saved, immediately say the word uh Instead of healed, say save.
0: Sure. Therefore, confess your sins to each other, and pray for each other, so that you may be saved.
1: Yeah. See, really, that's the better translation. And it's the word sozo. The ultimate meaning, the first meaning in in the Greek dictionary for sozo is to be saved. Second is to be made whole or complete. Third would be healed, because if you're healed, then you're made whole, complete. And if you're made whole and complete, of course, you're saved, you're in the presence of God. But those things come further down the line. I'm guessing the translators sometimes will look at the context and go, well, we're talking about uh, sickness here, so obviously it must be that third meaning of heal. I don't Mm -hmm. think so here. I think it really is, because it's talking about sin. It's talking about salvation, first and foremost.
0: I think we've talked about this on other podcasts Mm. occasionally, too. And
1: we probably will again. We probably will again. Because this is a crucial thing. We do live in a world that is broken. We live in a world that is corrupted by sin. We know that because there is sin in the world, there is decay and death. We know that for sure. But to plug everything that you don't like up to sin, well, I've got the common cold, must be sin. Uh, I've got an aching back, must be sin. I uh, was in a car accident, must be sin. That's fatalistic to everything is wrapped around me, when it's not.
0: You gave me a great example earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you said, what if you're in a car with the... A- someone else Mm -hmm. and you're in the back seat Mm -hmm. and uh your driver is in the front seat and uh the person uh a person nearby in another Mm -hmm. car makes a right hand turn without signaling and your car is hit Mm -hmm. and you are are both of you are hurt both of you are hurt sure is that because of some sin that you committed? You <laughs> in uh, like, the backseat, or even your your driver who was ec- obeying the laws?
1: Exactly. And is it some uh, violation? We'll use that of the of the laws of the road that you did. No, you you are um uh, you, you are facing the circumstances of being on the road, and so in, with that parallel, we many times have the circumstances. Th- of a broken world. And so we do have colds and sicknesses. Sometimes it is a consequence. Now, consequence is different than circumstance. The guy who, in the same car, speeds through a red light and gets hit, that's a consequence. He did something inaction now the person in the back seat who had nothing to do with it he is uh you'd say victim or uh, of the circumstances but the consequence for the driver is he was hit now the same thing's true if i rob a bank the consequences are i'm going to be thrown into jail if there's certain aspects of sins that i do in this world deliberately i will have consequences which might mean a broken bone sickness or death But not every broken bone sickness is a consequence. Sometimes they're just circumstances that we are just, I want to say collateral damage, because the world is broken. Now that is huge to understand the difference, because otherwise we're going to be turning around and going, What did I do? What did I do? What's did I do? Mm -hmm. And we're going to always see God is throwing lightning bolts, Uh, punishing us. Yeah. And that's not the case, because the punishment for our sin, well, it's supposed to go to Jesus, and that's what it means to believe in Jesus, trust in Jesus, that our punishment went to Him. And if if we trust in Him, then we do not have the punishment of sin. We sometimes live with the consequences or the circumstances of sin, but not the punishment. And so we don't have to be looking over our shoulder at God. Instead, we can be smiling at God who's in front of us and holding our hand and walking down the road together with us in this broken world. Well, now that we're at the end of the book of James Cecilia, thinking back to when we first started, uh, you weren't so eager. What are your thoughts now?
0: I've learned a lot. Um, there were times when it, I didn't know if I could make it through this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I really feel like I've grown a lot in my um, knowledge of this book and just in my. Bible knowledge in general, um, and that's interesting
1: because we are in room forty-two sixteen, where God is present, where He helps open up His Word for our understanding. It's all about God. God mm-hmm. did that, and it's it's a very special when we put God at the focus, not us and what we got to do, but God and what He is doing. Yes. yes, we'd like to hear from you and what you think of the Book of James.
0: What new things have you learned, or what? Questions do you still have? Uh, this is certainly not the last time we could visit these things. Um, we'd love to know what you think. and So write us. Yeah. Write us. You can do so at info. I-N-F-O. At not. N-O-T. Dash alone. A-L-O-N-E. Dot. N-E-T. You can also find us on Facebook. Facebook. Search uh, 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 Pastor Dave Andrus, A-N-D-R-U-S. Uh, or,
1: or not-alone.net. hmm Or room 4216. That too. Because always we know, we, we are, are not,
0: not alone. alone. I will lead the blind by the ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them. And make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. Do come back again to room 4216. Music credit goes to Robert Vaughn, our versatile and very talented guitarist.